0: I feel like this is, like, not a high-energy podcast. Just smack yourself in the face. Everybody do it. You guys suck.
1: It's the Christmas episode of the I Went Outside Today podcast. I am one of your three hosts, Chris.
0: I'm Cheryl. And I'm Sydney. I did the Christmas thing.
1: I think you're catching a Weedle.
0: I am I did catch two Weedles. If I can get enough candy, I can still evolve it before nine.
1: I believe in you.
0: Do you guys have any Weedles? Not to my knowledge. This is my oh, highest powered Pokemon. No, you can't long distance trade anymore. Never mind. I don't it's care got, about your Weedles.
1: It has 4,000 CP.
0: Your Weedle? No, it yep. doesn't. No, it doesn't. I have a Mewtwo that's 4,000 CP because I got wasted and I spent over a hundred rare candies and all of my stardust on it.
1: Mewtwo, that's like that's baby time Pokemon. Mewtwo Weedle is like one of the best
0: at? legendaries in the game.
1: He's like all like smooth and round. Weedle has a spike on his head.
0: I mean, I guess I just it depends what you're in the game for. I have mixed feelings about it. It was a lot of resources to waste, but I do have a Mewtwo that's over (laughs) 4,000.
1: And to anyone listening, you might hear that the audio quality is a little bit uh, poorer this time. We're now into the second lockdown of COVID, so we can't really meet in person until the government lets us go outside again.
0: Mm -hmm. We're allowed to go outside. We're just not allowed to go to our friend's house.
1: Yeah, we can just look at our friends from afar, but we can't meet up in person.
0: Yeah. Not even outside, all outdoor gatherings are banned. Yeah,
1: so much like previous episodes, we're not letting the lockdown keep us down. We're still going to find things for Sydney to do. And this is something that Cheryl had found that was Christmas themed.
2: Yeah, so we found for Sydney an online Krampus event. So it says, join us for Ask Krampus a Question question and answer session and then a virtual ritual followed by a free tarot card reading
1: and for those of you not familiar with Krampus in central European folklore Krampus is a horned anthropomorphic figure described as half goat half demon who during the Christmas season punishes children who has misbehaved it's kind of like an anti Santa
2: kind of yeah
1: if you could imagine the reverse of Santa Krampus would be it
2: hmm so Sydney, what was your experience with this event? Tell us how it went.
1: This was an online event.
2: Yeah, it was an online event. So it was
0: split up into three parts. And the first part was the uh, ask a Krampus anything. And then there was a Krampus ritual. And then there was a free tarot card reading. So because we don't understand time change, I actually missed the first portion. But that was fine because when I signed into the Zoom call, it was me and three other dudes and two of the dudes were like the people running the thing so you know <laughs> oh. there's not a lot of people there
1: It was you and one other guest
0: i think so yeah no one had their camera on there's so there was a guy that did the ritual and then there was a guy in like full krampus makeup like fully a krampus so there's those two guys and then there were oh, maybe there was like two other dudes that were not me and then there was me and i was late and i Turned my camera off and muted my mic and didn't say anything the whole time. Nice, done. <laughs> nice And I missed the ask the Krampus portion. So when I like logged in, they were like just about to start the Krampus ritual. And um, they were in like a shop out east in Eastern Canada. He was doing it like in his store. Like I could hear the bell like for people coming in and like people in the background.
2: Hmm. but.
0: He lit some incense and he did a little prayer. And then at one point, we had to clap, but I didn't unmute my mic, but I did clap. So I don't know if that counts. I feel like it counts. What was the clapping supposed to do? Just help talk to the Krampus. You're just calling on the Krampus. So summoning Krampus? Yeah, maybe. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I missed the line?
0: first part. So I didn't really know what was going on. I just tried to help and clap.
1: So were you clapping like friend style? Like clap, 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 clap?
0: No, just like. Like that. (laughs) Good job. That's how you clap for the Krampus. So then after the ritual, he was like, okay, I'm just going to like move to the back room. And then we could like get started on the tarot readings. And while he, he was like walking through his shop, I feel like he probably most years does this physically in his store. But maybe like due to restrictions, he couldn't. Because this seems like kind of like how you would bring people into a druid shop is with like a free Krampus ritual. and trying to do it virtually just like did not have the same effect because he was like showing the stuff that you could buy and i was like i am like in western canada and i can't buy any of your things sorry if i was there i would have bought like a nate champa or something at least right it's nice to do a krampus ritual for other people anyway so he's like walking through the store he's like showing you the stuff not like obnoxiously but just like as he goes like a normal person and then goes and sits in the back and sets up. And then it was going to be time for the tarot card readings. And I was frantically texting you, do I have to stay for the tarot card reading? Because it was like so small a group and it was kind of weird. And then while he was walking, everyone bailed out. And I was the only person left in the chat <laughs> except for the guy that did the ritual and the guy that was fully dressed up as the Krampus. And I was like, it would be really fucking rude if I just like hung up on the call right now because the Krampus got all dressed up. He had like a full nose and everything. So, I felt a duty to stay and get my tarot cards read. And they were very nice people. There was nothing like, you know, wrong with any of the things. It was just like this, it was awkward. That's fair. Yeah. It was just like very really awkward.
1: Good job on staying on the line.
2: I stayed on the line. So, what is there anything on your tarot card reading that you feel comfortable sharing with the listeners?
1: Did you have to point out the cards in his hand?
2: No. See, I was wondering about this because normally when you
0: get a tarot card reading for all of our novices, you have to cut the deck yourself. So I don't know if like my virtual presence is the same or mm-hmm. if that impacts the reading because I cut the deck myself. He just did a standard um, three tarot card reading, which he referred to as a full reading. Because everyone else fucked off. I think the intention was to read one card per person. But everyone fucked off. So I got a three card reading. Nice. Which is like a full reading that you would like pay someone to do. So the first card I got um, was the five of cups. And he showed me on the thing. Uh, which represents a cycle of conflicting emotions and negative energy. So it's like <laughs> a not nice place to be. So that's like my past state. Sorry, I should explain. I don't know if you guys know this or if listeners know this, but when you do a three card reading, traditionally you're doing a past, present, future reading. So the Mm -hmm. first card you pull is your past. The second card you pull is your like present state. And the third card you pull is your future state. So my past card was the five of cups and that's like uh, conflicting energy, negative emotions, all like, it's not like a great card to have. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Because, you know, my life. Um, So then my second card was the Three of Swords, but it was reversed. Very important.
1: The Mm -hmm. Sword of
0: Threes. Three of Swords. Three Swords, not one Sword of a Three. And that means uh, starting to stabilize and become more positive. Because it's reversed, it means that... Sorry, I'm scrolling over. (laughs) Because it's reversed, it means that it's going to happen in little ways. So it's like a series of small actions and circumstances through which I'm stabilizing, not through some big grand gesture like winning the lottery, unfortunately for me. And then the third card that he pulled for me was the Hermit, which was also reversed. So this would be my future card. And he said that when he was reading the cards, he was focusing his like mental Krampus energy on like the current. Christmas season. Cause I guess you have to like set your intention for like what you're trying to read for. But anyway, the hermit, uh, reversed. So that represents isolation, but because it's reversed, um, it's interpreted as like coming out of isolation. So my reading altogether is actually pretty cohesive because it's coming from a negative depressed state to stabilizing slowly, but surely to coming out of isolation, which I feel is like cheating because that's basically going to be everyone, right? Like working up to this coming out of isolation. We're all in isolation, but the vaccine's almost here.
1: So by the end of your reading here, you were the last person. And since you missed the first part, did they let you ask Krampus questions?
0: No, I tried to get off the call pretty quick after that because they were super nice people, but I just felt like awkward.
1: You felt awkward talking to nice people?
0: Yeah. What would you have
1: asked Krampus if it was totally comfortable conversation?
0: I don't know anything about the Krampus to ask. I don't think I really care that much. I fucking hate winter. I'm ready for spring. I'm a spring baby. Fuck the season. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone!
0: I don't even care. Like the all, you know the best Christmases of my life were in the Southern Hemisphere, and it's all like snow. So I don't know. I didn't think of anything to ask the Krampus. Doesn't he just like fuck with little kids, they like <laughs> kidnap the you? Ones. Right?
1: It depends <laughs> on the story you read, but some of them just
0: it focuses on the naughty list.
1: Yeah. So he'll either, like, beat children with reeds. I've also heard versions where he'll kidnap children to work in the coal mines where Santa gets his coal.
0: Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe I should have asked questions. He did get all dressed up. Sorry, druid
2: guy. Uh, The article that I have here says that he has a basket for abducting bad children and hauling them to hell. (laughs) Europeans are no joke.
1: (laughs) They got a lot of naughty children.
0: Mm-hmm. It's European, right? The Krampus? Mm-hmm. Uh, Austria. So yeah, I didn't think to ask him anything. He gave me the reading and I was like, oh my God, thanks so much for the reading. He was like, can you apply that to your personal life? And I wanted to be like, well, you could apply that to literally everybody's life right now. Did you cheat? But I was like, that would be rude to say that. So it was like, I think so. Yeah. And then it was like, well, I got to jump off. But this was a great free Zoom call. Thanks so much, you guys. It's very I hope they were happy at least one person stayed. Mhm. I hope I I hope I helped.
1: You got to be the hero.
0: Maybe, I don't know, maybe they were hoping no one would show up so that they could just go on with their lives.
1: <laughs> I think that's just you.
2: Maybe. Uh so on that note, Chris and I were going to tell you some other Christmas traditions from around the world and get your reaction to them. I probably know all of them already. There was a subject in school on
0: this, so I'm just saying I know them all. Do you? <laughs> there was a
2: workbook. I'm surprised. What year was that? An elementary for sure. I'd be surprised how many of them you would remember. I'm not a blackout drunk. Test me.
1: Did you learn about Krampus?
0: No, because it drags children to hell. Actually, I think maybe we did. And we learned <laughs> about like the Dutch people and the wooden shoes.
2: Yes. Which the German people also have a similar tradition with shoes. Is Holland where Hollandaise sauce comes from? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is That's what Hard hitting questions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It comes out of the ground there.
2: No, it doesn't. It's from <laughs> eggs. Okay. Um, so in Norway, you have to hide your broom. So on Christmas Eve, they believe that it coincides with the arrival of like evil spirits, witches, goblins, monsters, all that sort of thing. And so in Norway, you hide all your brooms before you go to sleep on Christmas Eve. I knew it. (laughs) You knew it? I knew it. Mm -hmm.
1: Have you heard about the Yule cat? Yep. That he's a huge and vicious cat who lurks about the snowy countryside during Christmas time and eats people who have not received any new clothes to wear before Christmas Eve?
0: That's just targeting the poor. (laughs) That's so classist. I've never heard of anything more classist in my life.
1: This is a classist cat.
0: Mm -hmm. He is a classist cat. That's rude.
1: What are your thoughts on this cat?
0: I think I just told you. (laughs) I think that's rude and classist. He eats people that have not gotten new clothes. That's true. Yep. That's fucked up. (laughs) Do you guys see that video of the guy that had to like, he accidentally came upon the cougar? No. What? You got to watch it later. This was like viral, viral. He like, is on a mountain trail and he like there's something in the distance, and that's like when he starts filming, and then he realizes it's like baby cougar babies. And then a mommy cougar comes like out from nowhere and just he has to walk backwards like a long like six minutes, he's just walking backwards up a mountain trail and the cougar's following him.
2: Is it because he didn't have new clothes?
0: I we could ask him. I I don't know. He did not mention whether his clothes were new or not. He mentioned that he didn't want to die and he asked the cat to go back to its baby several times. He did not mention his clothes. Hmm. That's fair.
1: So I do have a reason why it goes after people without new clothes.
0: Okay. I'm listening.
1: So the threat of being eaten by the Yule cat was used by farmers as an incentive for their workers to finish processing the autumn wool before Christmas. The ones who took part in the work would be rewarded with new clothes, but those who would not get nothing and thus would be preyed upon by the monstrous cat. The cat has alternatively also been described as merely eating away the food of ones without new clothes during Christmas feasts. So this cat either eats the people or eats the people's food if they don't have new clothes.
0: I feel, and the workers didn't see right through that. I guess not. Like, what are the chances? Cats don't even know if you have nose or not. They know when you've washed your clothes because they'll sit on them. I feel like my reaction is still like, that's classist. <laughs> <laughs> and also false. Bad farmers.
2: Here's one that you may have not heard about because I don't think Catholic schools would teach this. In Spain, you're supposed to wear a new pair of red underwear on New Year's Eve. I knew it. What kind of Catholic school did you go to? All right, fine. They didn't teach
0: me that. Fine. <laughs> Why are you supposed to wear red panties on New, on New Year's?
2: It doesn't say. It just says, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, I'll see if I can find a little bit more, but it's just a tradition. Hmm. Well, when we go to Spain, we'll have
0: to get to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm.
1: So the Yule cat, there's a little bit more to the Yule cat. Do you know who owns the Yule cat?
0: Do I know who owns the Yule cat? Yes.
1: Who owns the Yule cat?
0: Do you know who owns the Yule cat?
1: I do. I'm about what? to introduce it.
0: Why don't you tell me? But, who?
1: but since you already know, I'll let you take the lead.
0: Maybe you just tell me and then we'll see if you're right <laughs> about it. Fine. I don't know. I know about Yule logs.
1: So the Yule cat is owned by Grila. Uh-huh. <laughs> And Grilla is a, where's my description here? Grilla is a giantess with an appetite for the flesh of mischievous children who she cooks in a large pot.
0: Sorry, I'm making a face. I forgot it was a podcast. So wait, like Hansel and Gretel, like a Hansel and Gretel witch. Uh, Kind
1: of. The oldest poems about Grilla describe her as a parasitic beggar who walks around asking parents to give her their disobedient children.
0: That's a lot.
1: But uh, current-day Grilla has the ability to detect children who are misbehaving year-round. Mm. So during Christmas time, she comes from the mountains to search nearby towns for her meal. She leaves her cage cave, hunts children, and carries them home in her giant sack. She devours children as her favorite snack. Her favorite dish is a stew of naughty kids for which she has an insatiable appetite. According to legend, there's never a shortage... For, of food for Grela.
0: Where's she from?
1: She is from I said uh, she's from North Norse mythology. Ah. Oh. And if you want a little bit of Grela's personal life, she's been married three times. Her third husband, Lep, Lepaludi, is said to be living with her in a cave in the Dimuborgir lava fields. Lepaludi is lazy and mostly stays at home in their cave.
0: That's probably why she eats children. Nobody Uh, likes the homebody. It's true.
1: You got to develop those hobbies.
2: You got to be interesting. So also in keeping with the New Year's Eve red underwear tradition, apparently it also happens in Italy and wearing red underwear guarantees good luck and success for the year ahead. Hmm. I I have a friend in Italy. I could fact check that.
0: Maybe she'll know about the other one. Why the Spain people do it. (laughs) I don't even own red underwear. Maybe that's why I'm not very lucky. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, no good luck to you this year.
1: You're getting a nice Italian boy.
0: Spent all my money on Beetlejuice underwear, so...
2: What do you want to do? So... In Catalonia, they have Catalan, the defecating log. It poops? (laughs) It poops. Uh, Where's
0: Catalonia? Is that like the Catalina wine mixer?
2: (laughs) I think it's also in Spain. Oh. This is tradition in Catalonia. So they take a log and they draw a face on the front of the log. And then they hollow it out with like a hole. And they stuff that hole with like fruits and nuts and stuff like that leading up to Christmas. And then on Christmas Eve the entire family beats the log with sticks while singing songs, and then the log excretes its treats. Are the berries still good? <laughs> I would assume it's dried fruit. Oh. Mhm. I um, mean
0: whatever gets you in the holiday spirit. <laughs>
2: Uh, It also says that usually well-known characters, often drawn from the year's news, are displayed on nativity scenes with their pants around their ankles. (laughs) Why? (laughs) I don't know. Like, anatomically correct, or just, like, in briefs? You know, it doesn't say. It just says they decorate the nativity scenes with small, pooping ceramic figurines. And this is not the Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> this is
0: uh, Catalonia, Spain. Catalonia, Spain. Interesting. I feel like I need more information. I cannot pass a judgment.
2: Without follow. more information. Yeah. I will see what more information I can find while Chris reads you the next. Mm. I think we're going to need to go to Spain. You know, when this is all over.
0: Mm. We're just I gonna went go outside to
1: Spain. today to Spain.
0: Season Spain.
1: A very special podcast.
0: Yeah. If we have any Spanish listeners, hit us up. I need to stay at your house. We don't have that much money.
1: You're going to need to learn some Spanish.
0: Hola. (laughs) I'm ready.
1: So the next one here, and I don't know if you remember this, but uh, German pickles.
0: German pickles.
1: A glass-shaped pickle ornament is hidden last after the tree has been decorated, the Christmas tree. And on Christmas morning, the child who found the pickle first would either receive an additional present or be the one to open his or her gifts first.
0: I fucking do remember the Christmas pickle because our stepbrother used to stay up all night and find the pickle and I never found the pickle. He always, always found it.
1: Did he tell you it was still in the tree even though he had it?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Don't even have brothers. If you have brothers, just do away with them. They're not nice people. Thanks for bringing up that childhood trauma. I never, (laughs) ever, ever found a Christmas pickle. And I really like pickles.
2: So, what (laughs) gifts did you typically get if you found the Christmas pickle in your household? Oh, it
0: was like chocolates. Our stepmom
2: worked at a post office. So, if it
0: was sold at a post office, you could get it for Christmas.
1: (laughs) It's true. That's why I have some commemorative coin things. Mm.
0: Our sister shaved her head for cancer one year and she got a whole thing of scrunchies for Christmas. (laughs) It was awesome.
1: Hi, Giselle.
0: (laughs) I think it was just chocolates. The extra gift, if you found the pickle, I'm pretty sure it was chocolates.
1: I'm pretty sure that's what it was too.
0: And we all got chocolates all the time, but it was not the pickle chocolates for having found the pickle. (laughs) I was just too small, S-M-O-L. I couldn't stay up that late. Fuck siblings, man. (laughs) I wish I was an only child.
1: Well, if you check your Christmas tree right
0: now. I don't have a Christmas tree. I haven't had a Christmas tree in like 10 years.
1: You're not going to find that pickle then? Mm
0: -mm. Not going to find the pickle? We'll
2: just put a jar of pickles in your mailbox. It'll be fine. Don't. My mom will use the glasses Tupperware. (laughs) So to continue with the tradition of the uh, pooping... Christmas log man. Uh, it says the exact origins are unknown, but the tradition has existed since the 18th century. It is believed to have entered the nativity scene in the late 17th or 18th century.
0: Interesting.
2: So it's a it's a thing, and it's just a hollowed out log. Yep, hollowed out I log. Think nice. the fruits, though? I feel they would go bad. Um, again, I think it depends on the type of fruit. Apples are good forever. Yeah, like dried apples and dried dates and raisins and stuff. I would imagine should be okay. What was that?
1: (laughs) Is the turkey.
2: You've gone and got a turkey?
0: I hate turkeys. Your sister got chased by a turkey. Not me, the other one.
1: Well, you'd be glad to know that in annual tradition, and this is not really a this is more of an American Thanksgiving thing, Christmas adjacent. But every year there is the presidential turkey pardon. I've
2: heard of that.
1: Yeah, of the United States uh, saves a turkey from the slaughter.
0: But then what? It just goes off to be a turkey and live its miserable turkey life? Turkeys are fucking mean.
1: I'm imagining it's probably like the Hunger Games where whoever wins the Hunger Games gets to live the rest of their life in like luxury. So maybe there's a room in the White House just full of pardoned turkeys.
0: What is luxury for a turkey?
1: Mm, Warm straw.
0: All the corn it can eat. Is it just being free with no natural predators?
1: Soft rock playing over loudspeaker.
0: All the lady turkeys it could ever want. Ew. Turkey
1: concubines.
0: Gross. I don't like turkeys at all. And honestly, like peacocks are really hitting their limit with me. Have you ever met a
2: peacock? I love peacocks, but yes, they're dead. Have you met one, though?
0: Yes. For like a long time? <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> I lived with a peacock named Cecil. It's They're so fucking loud. Oh my God. He would just scream at all the road trains like 24-7. And we had chickens too. And this is how I learned that chickens don't just caw in the morning. It's actually all the fucking time, even at two in the morning. Yes. When you just finish your shift. Yes. I actually had several Gatorade bottles with like water and I would just spray through my screen at the chickens. And I don't even care if Peter reports me. They're so fucking loud. I made water guns out of Gatorade bottles with like normal water just to make them go away. Sorry, I forget what tradition you're telling me about. I don't like birds.
1: So uh, no tour of a chicken farm for future episodes.
0: You would have to drag me skate. Like I would actually my God, I would fight like I was fighting for my life if you tried to take me to a chicken farm. So
1: yes, moving on.
2: Mm-hmm. So in the Czech Republic on Christmas Eve, women who are unmarried stand with their back to the door and toss one of their shoes over their shoulder. If it lands with the toe facing the door, it means they'll be married within the year. If it lands with the heel facing the door, they're in for another year of watching other people get married.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Really? You don't have to
2: go to a wedding if you don't want to, single ladies. (laughs) How rude and how targeted. I wasn't overly impressed with that. It's not nice. No, it's not nice.
1: I wonder if science has looked into this as a predictive tool.
2: As what? As
0: if it'll work or not? Probably.
1: If they, like, get a bunch of ladies to throw shoes at Christmas. Wait,
0: Uh, let me do this right now for your science. Hang on. Okay. I need a
2: shoe, and what do I need to do? So, stand... With your back to the door and toss one of your shoes over your shoulder. Hang on, I got a shoe.
0: Over either shoulder?
2: It doesn't say specify shoulder.
0: Alright. Back to the door, throw the shoe.
2: Okay. It's landed sideways. Well, (laughs) I don't know what that means.
0: Okay, let me try it again. Okay. Alright, now I've got Toe pointed towards the door. So, you're going to get married. Hooray! In 20 years. No, I'm oh. not.
1: Who's a lucky boy or
0: girl? I don't even. Well, actually, I joke with my friend from Australia about getting married all the time for like a green card. I don't know what the equivalent is. Or it's called, what is it? It's called the de facto visa. So
1: next up here, I'll hold it up to the camera. Can you it's tell a little, what that is? A horsey. It's a dead horse
0: with a chunk out of its back.
1: I think that's where a Lego man rides.
0: Yep. That's not anatomically correct.
1: Lego is always anatomically correct. So that is uh, Mary Lude, the Christmas zombie horse. This is a uh, tradition from Wales. During the holiday, the dead horse, Mary Lude, rises from the grave, then goes door to door, challenging those who dare to a rhyming battle of wits.
0: I have a question.
1: What's your question? Did you
0: just like research the animals that I hate the most, or is this a happy accident for you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: it is a happy accident. I
1: thought you like
0: hate poultries and I fucking hate horses.
1: What about so, cats?
0: I love cats.
1: What about old ladies?
0: I have no strong feelings. I mean, I was just curious because you start talking about the zombie horse, and I was like, Are you fucking with me? Like, did you know I hate horses? <laughs> nope. What does it do?
1: So it goes door to door challenging those to a rhyming battle of wits.
0: That's a very hoarse thing to do.
1: In practice, it looks like groups of revelers will take a decorated horse skull around knocking on doors. When the door opens, the group will sing Mary Lude's Challenge, then start a uh, call and response rhyme battle with those inside the home, each group trying to outdo the other.
0: I'm just frowning. Why
2: are you frowning?
0: I, don't, I hate horses. I don't. I think that I would not like to be in a rap battle with a horse because I don't like. I don't appreciate the amount of pressure that is on one in a rap battle. Uh,
2: first of all, it's a riding battle, not a rap battle. Yeah. It's the
0: same thing. And I think it's weird to go to someone's house and just thrust a rap battle upon them. Okay, now wait. Is this what? How? Ha- so the horse comes to your house. Rudely, It's not invited. It starts rhyming. Do you win something if you have a better rhyme?
1: I don't know. I can't really find an explanation on what happens.
0: I have a good rhyme. Horse, horse, you're the worst. How's that rhyme? I don't know. I couldn't think of anything. I committed to it before I was ready. (laughs) I just, I hate horses. Why is it a zombie horse?
1: It's more Christmassy
0: that way. Mm horses are rude
1: let's say you best is zombified horse in a rap battle what do you think you should win
0: i think that all the horses should just move to an island and stay there we'll call it horse island you be big i don't care they can have australia just send them all to australia i don't want to go back there anyway
1: if the horse bests you in battle
0: it wouldn't happen <laughs> it depends how much you've been drinking i feel like my rhymes get better the more i've been drinking i don't know what do you think would be fair
1: Mm, probably a bushel of apples
0: like i get one or i have to give one
1: you have to give it you have to hand feed this horse a bushel of apples
0: that's like my literal definition of hell
1: this is why you got to prepare for your rap battle
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm not ever feeding a horse an apple
1: or else you're standing there with a hand all sticky with dead horse slobber and apples. Horses sauce. are
0: mean. They have no loyalty. Zero. I've just alienated all of the horse riding listeners that may have been, and I don't care. I hate horses. Mm.
2: So a future episode of the podcast, Sydney goes to a farm. Yep. Kicking and
0: screaming. I don't, I'm not doing it. I drank all my beers.
2: We'll be nice to you then. Well, there's more beers, but I feel like I should not have one. That's fair. Um, so this tradition is from Ukraine. Home uh, of the pierogi. That's right. I think. <laughs> there are a lot of places that have a pierogi type style food item, but I don't Where it's is necessarily... Where's from? Like the
0: chimos brand at the Safeway? Probably Canada.
2: Oh. That's not very exotic at all. (laughs) (laughs) No. So in the Ukraine, they decorate Christmas trees with ornate cobwebs and sparkling spiders. The story goes that a poor widow and her children had grown a Christmas tree from a pine cone, but wasn't big enough to decorate for the holidays. In the night before Christmas, spiders heard the children crying over lack of decorations on their trees, and they decided to decorate the tree themselves. The family woke in the morning to see beautiful webs had been spun onto the lovely tree. And so since then, people have been decorating the trees with cobwebs. Huh.
0: Sorry, I don't have more follow-up. I just all makes sense. It all checks out.
1: So you know uh, like, there's monsters in this world? What? You know, like, like people uh,
0: monsters are like Sully from Monsters Inc. Monsters,
1: like Sully from Monsters Inc. Actually, very much like Sully from Monsters Inc. There is a Christmas Bigfoot,
0: who is different from regular Bigfoot.
1: His name is Karakonkulos, the Christmas Bigfoot.
0: Karakonkulos.
1: He's a demon version of Sasquatch. In Turkey, he hangs out on street corners during the wintertime, waiting for someone to walk by. At that point, he'll ask them a question, and if the answer doesn't include the word black, the karankolos will strike the person dead.
0: I don't like it. So he could ask you anything, and you just have to say black in return?
1: Yeah. Do
0: you even have to formulate a real answer, or can you just say black and be like, fuck off?
1: I think he found the loophole.
0: I think I did. And this is in Turkey. I want to go to Turkey really bad.
1: Uh, Yeah, this is in Turkey. But if you're in Serbia, Karakonkolos and demons run loose during the 12 days of Christmas. He will loiter outside at night waiting for an unsuspecting victim to wander by, at which point he'll jump on their back and demand a piggyback ride until dawn when he returns to the shadows. He might also lure people from the warmth of their homes by mimicking the voices of friends and family.
0: You could mimic anybody that I know saying anything you could possibly think of, and you would not lure me from a warm house. Nice fucking try. <laughs> I got a heated blanket, I got two kilos of cheese. I'm not going outside for anybody
2: You're... except
0: a Weedle. Lou weasel. <laughs> I like, <laughs> post. There's a weedle in the alley, and I would go.
1: <laughs> Next thing you know, you're giving Bigfoot a piggyback ride until dawn.
0: Yeah. That really and- just reminded me of Trump's whole thing about how the wall is going to be so big and magnificent, and there's no getting over that. And then he goes, maybe a rope. That's like exactly what I just did. <laughs> just expose my
2: greatest weakness. <laughs> So for our final tradition, uh, we go to Guatemala. I want to go to Guatemala. (laughs) You want to go to Guatemala? I mean, it's probably way warmer than it is here. Yeah.
0: I'm just anywhere below the equator. If we can get married for a green card, email. I went outside today pod (laughs) at (laughs) gmail.com. Sydney does check the email, by the way. I prefer the tropics, but I'm open to
2: other places. So, to Guatemala for La Quema del Diablo.
0: So, that around means the devil,
2: yes. So, around December seventh, Guatemalans sweep their homes and collect trash from around their property, then create a massive heap of refuse in the street. The final touch is they will put an effigy of the devil on the top of this pile and then set it ablaze, and then they can begin to celebrate Christmas. Many believed that the devil lurked in the home, crouching behind furniture, tucked under the bed, or concealed in piles of rubbish. And to cleanse their homes of evil, on the night before the feast, Guatemalans would burn all their trash. Oh, that's not good. (laughs) It is is probably very bad for the environment. Well,
0: these are probably little baby piles of trash, right? It's probably not like a tire pile.
2: Well, so one article I found on it actually said that there can be up to five hundred thousand piles of trash burning in the streets of Guatemala. There's a lot of does it matter what kind of trash it is? Science? Um, it doesn't say that it matters. Does all trash burn equally, though? Um, I mean, it all releases carbon dioxide. Right. Yeah. So that is not good for the environment.
1: Or if they're burning plastics or metals in there, too. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It's tricky, though, because they're trying to burn the devil. So I feel like you can't
2: just, like, tell people to stop when they're trying to burn the devil. (laughs) (laughs) So fun fact, the Ministry of Environment and Natural Resources released a publicized statement in 2008 warning that an hour of bonfires containing rubber and plastic is the equivalent to the carbon dioxide produced by a million and a half cars circulating at the same time. I feel like they could burn the devil on a paper fire. Yes. Yeah, so the government did try to limit it and even ban the practice, but it has been ignored by the people... Well, I don't think you're going to get anywhere just like banning it outright.
0: But maybe no. if you just put like a picture thing, a pictorial being like you can burn papers. Papers can't be so bad, can they?
2: Yeah, the paper wouldn't be as bad. I don't think. That's like a tire. Yeah. What's the next Christmas tradition?
0: That's it.
1: That's it. That's the last one we could find. That was worth talking about. Mm -hmm. I
0: feel like I learned some things from you guys and you learn that I do not like poultry and I do not like horses. (laughs) Yes.
1: And you get married.
0: And maybe, well, I sent you a picture. (laughs) It's like facing towards the hinge of the
2: door more than the door itself. Guess what? You have control over where you get married or not. I wouldn't be concerned. Do I though? (laughs) Yes is anyone going to force you at gunpoint to agree?
0: No, but what if they have citizens, citizenship to somewhere tropical? Would then that's start? not really a choice.
1: What if they're from Guatemala?
0: I, yeah, I would 100% marry someone from Guatemala for a, whatever their green card is.
2: We're going to get like the weirdest emails to our podcast. I would prefer
0: Peru because I'm not sure as much about the weather, but I do know they have llamas. Oh my gosh. So you don't like horses, but you're okay with llamas? Well, a llama did charge me one time and it reared up at me several times because I ran out of pellet food. But it didn't kick me because my ex and his twin sister came running with their pellets to rescue me. This is a good episode. I feel like we should call it Christmas and animal horror stories.
1: (laughs) Call it Horse Island.
0: Don't call it Horse Island. (laughs) Listen, I didn't mean that we should send all the horses to an island in a a segregatory
2: way. I just meant I hate them. (laughs) They should go to an island away from me. So no ghosts, no horses, no... Demons. I mean, I've been wearing that necklace. I
0: don't think it's helping. I got a raise, but it was just nice. a little baby raise. That's fine. You got to raise. I knew I, was gonna get. I didn't lose my job. So I guess there's that I'm still waiting to be like rich in something stupid, which I feel is going to be Bune's approach. That's what I think it's going to be. Maybe a horse farm somehow. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a solid <laughs> demon wealth scheme. He will marry a horse farmer. No, I would not, based on the grounds that he is a horse farmer. (laughs) From Guatemala.
1: Hola.
0: From nowhere in the world would I marry a horse farmer or a chicken farmer. How are we going to end this?
1: Well, I do think that, uh, so we've run out of legends, but we do have some DeMort guesses. So in Spirit of Christmas, my first guess is Nick DeMort.
0: No, I already told you. I'll never date anyone with the same name as one of my brothers.
1: Mm. Uh. And then I ran out of good Christmassy names, so my next one is Ben Demort. Mm. Alphonse Demort.
0: No, but I love Full Metal Alchemist.
1: Uh, Wyatt Demort.
0: I would never date a Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't um, even sound like Voldemort. Wyatt Demort.
1: So it sounds like Voldemort.
0: I didn't say that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Colin Demort?
0: No, I've never dated a Colin.
2: So I have Jacob Demort? No, but I regret the segment a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh Dylan Demort?
0: No, gross. <laughs> Logan Demort? No.
2: Louis Demort? No. Vaughn Demort? No, <laughs> Do you even know Vaughn in real
0: life. Does anybody know Vaughn? Vince Vaughn. That's his last name. <laughs> what are you talking about? People name their kids weird names now. It's true. But both of you failed on all of your guesses. How does that make you feel? Does it make you feel like failures?
1: We no. feel emboldened because we now have a new clue. <laughs>
0: I didn't give. It. I hate this segment. I don't want to do this anymore. What are we gonna do when we figure it out?
1: Mm,
0: <laughs> it's know. gonna be so anticlimactic.
1: We're gonna How about we
0: come up with a new segment now, and we drop this segment, which I regret. I just regret mentioning on the air.
1: The next one we'll do is we'll try and guess the name of your your first kiss.
0: I'm trying to remember the name of my first kiss. <laughs> I drink a lot. Oh, yeah, I could tell you, actually, you would never get it. Never, ever. You should start now. I don't know about that. What do you want to bet? I reckon we wager a six pack. We're so far off track. What happened? Who did it? You did it.
2: Well.
1: I think uh, this is a good time as any to end the podcast seeing as we're releasing this on Christmas day. Wish everyone a Merry Christmas. You'll have to stop ignoring your family and go talk to them again now that you've uh, reached the end of our podcast. Mm -hmm. And also wish you a very good new year in 2021.
0: And also thank you to our one German listener and our one Pakistani listener. Please keep listening. You make <laughs> us feel so international.
1: You're going to get so many proposals on the I would marry
0: uh, a German person. I would marry a Pakistani person. I hear it's nice. Like the geographical land.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so wishing you all a Merry Christmas. This is Chris signing off.
2: Cheryl signing off. Bye. <laughs>
1: Get ready.
0: I have a stupid song stuck in my head. Do you hear what I hear? (laughs)